Mm-hmm. Like nothing, literally, mm-hmm. nothing around me makes sense. I'll just like burst out crying for no reason, literally hysterically. I'm just sitting there and I'm crying. You know, I was like, why are you crying? I don't know. I'm just frustrated about something. But I found a solace, you know, with traveling. And I just found a solace to getting out of my comfort zone and meeting people and making those kind of connections with people. So that was very, very healing for me. From somewhere around the world, welcome to the Black Women Travel Podcast. Hi, my name is Wanda Duncan, and I'm so glad you're joining me as we explore the paths of Black women who've made travel a large part of their lives. Welcome to the show. Hey loves, it's Wanda, the host of the Black Women Travel Podcast. I'd like to invite you to become a patron of the Black Women Travel Podcast. There are a few budget-friendly tiers you can choose from so that as a community, we can continue to heal, ask for what we deserve, get it, and inspire the next generation. Tap the link in the show notes and choose a monthly contribution that suits you. I'm so excited about the episodes you'll hear that will nudge you to love yourself deeper and take more action in your life from that empowered place. Please consider becoming a monthly subscriber through patreon.com slash bwtpod. Get ready to hear another great episode. So thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us your name, where you're from? your current location, and the name of your business. Yes, my name is Victoria. Um, I am originally Nigerian, but I moved to the U.S. in 2007. So I've been living in Chicago since 2007. Um, my, my current, uh, the name of my business is uh, The Stylish Trotter. Um, it's a website, it's a blog, travel blog. Um, I like writing about my travel experiences, and I like documenting my experiences for people and I've seen that a lot of people follow my itineraries and also ask me for advice on Instagram my Instagram is victoria.alao but yeah that's that's about me in a nutshell (laughs) so tell us about your journey how did you start traveling so I started traveling it's it's quite a funny story actually I had one of my friends in the military visit me in Chicago and then she said, oh, I'm trying to go to Colombia in three weeks. You know, we're just, we're just having a conversation over brunch. She said, oh, yeah, I have some time off. And I'm trying to go to Colombia in three weeks. And I was like, uh, can I come? And she said, seriously? I'm like, yeah, I have, I mean, I've never been out of the country. So I think I would like to come. And she said, sure. And she thought I was joking. You know how sometimes with friends, they plan trips with you and they drop that last minute. But I followed through. I bought my tickets, I think, the day after we had that conversation. We booked our hotels. And this was in 2016. We booked our hotels. And, yeah, and I went off to Colombia with her. It was obviously my very first trip. So uh, it was a language barrier. I, I just, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know what to expect to Colombia. I just, I really didn't. I, I don't know anybody from Colombia. I don't know anybody who's been to Colombia. So uh, it was a language barrier at the time. 
I did use Google Translate, but Google Translate, now Google Translate is a little more, it's way better than it was, you know, then. But it was really good then, don't get me wrong. But now it's more, you know, it's more advanced now. But yeah, I use Google Translate a lot of times with people. And it was just an amazing experience. It was something that I felt free. I felt, I felt, I just felt like, wow, you know, I don't have to think about work. I don't have to think about going home for like a week and a half. I could just literally wake up in the morning and decide, oh, this is what we're going to do. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So that's what really got me into traveling. It was just that frame, that freedom, that sense of, you know, belonging somewhere else, even if it's just for a short period of time. And I really, really enjoyed that. So that's what got me started on my journey as a traveler. And I was reading as well, um, you graduated in 2013 and it said that, uh, I think this was on your blog, that you were just kind of bored. <laughs> you were just like, all right, well, I wake up, go to work. Yeah. And that's my life. And yeah. looking for something new. So it's really yes. cool that the, your friend made that trip. And so you went to Bogota specifically. Yes, I went to Bogota specifically. specifically we had the option of Bogota or Katayana. She was like, oh, what do you prefer? So I looked in Google and I said I prefer Bogota. And I think I chose Bogota because Bogota is more city city. And I just wanted something similar to what I'm used to, which was, you know, living in Chicago. But in retrospect, if she had asked me today what I preferred, I'll have gone with Katayana because why would I want to leave a city? Like, why would I want to leave Chicago to go to another city, right? So I would have gone to Katayana because, you know, it's very colorful and yeah, in retrospect, I'll have picked that. But hey, I love Bogota. I've been there after the trip with my friend. I've been there one or two more times. Two more times, actually. So it's an amazing city. <laughs> yeah. I think you said like it has a special place in your heart. It does. Because that was like the very first place I went to, you know, internationally. So it has a really special place in my heart. So your family, you said, moved to the States in 2007. So yes, you still have a lot of affection and love for Nigeria. Like, how, how has that worked for you? Do you consider yourself full-on Nigerian? Or, like, maybe in America you do, but maybe when you go back to Nigeria, you see yourself differently based off of how people treat you? Like, what's, what's the relationship like then? It's funny, I get that question all the time and I never know how to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's almost like a best of both worlds. And I'm, I feel very lucky and very blessed to be able to have the opportunity to have the best of both worlds. Like I have, you know, the Nigerian experience. I have a Nigerian community here with a lot of my friends are Nigerian. And then, of course, there's the American side where because of my um, status, as an American, I'm able to go into the American side of things and mingle with Americans and work with Americans, go to school with Americans. So, and I, of course, when I'm with Americans, I tell them I am Nigerian, you know, but I'm naturalized, so I'm Nigerian-American, you know, I, I never hide that part of me. I'm very proud of my roots. So it's really, I mean, so I guess, you know, to answer your question, I am 100% Nigerian, but I, I just make it known that I'm Nigerian-American, but I, I um, identify mainly with being a Nigerian because even, you know, with the way I talk, my, my culture, the way I act, it's, everything was from what I learned from growing up in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's a fair answer. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not a question meant to, like, make you decide on Right. Everything. Right. No, definitely. Well, no, I understand. Yeah. It's just really, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just hard because it's, like, it's, it's, it's the best of both worlds. Like, you know. <laughs> and then sometimes today you find yourself being American because in, in America today, like, a lot of people are still not, aware of you know nigerians oh when like when some people think oh black like you know people of the black race they don't think they don't think oh well oh you're african oh you're american it's like, oh well everyone is black so it's kind of like oh okay well i'm american <laughs> yeah. like the nuance there's nuance to it it's right not- right but you know i don't i honestly don't mind you know, I don't, I, I don't mind, but I just, oh, okay, cool. I'm black. We're black American, <laughs> black or black Nigerian, you know, where, yeah, <laughs> we're the same race, <laughs> which we are, but you know, it's just, there's, there's some nuances, but some people don't see that. <laughs> what about in Nigeria? Like, how are you received today? Oh, oh to be honest with you, I've not been to Nigeria since 2010. And I was, so I was in Nigeria in 2010 when I was in college and I've not been back just because I feel like, um, I would, well, first of all, I stay working and the first few jobs I worked out outside college, I didn't have like good vacation packages. So I didn't really have the time to go to Nigeria, but I mean, from 2010, from my, when I remember being there, people still received me as, oh, you know, I, they call me Funke in Nigeria. That's my first name, actually, Funke. So it's like, oh, oh, that's Funke from high school. Like, oh, she's still the same. Oh, okay. You know, so I'm still received as that same girl from growing up or from the neighborhood. So that's a good thing, you know. So, like, when I'm at home, I still feel like, oh, okay, I'm home. Like, nothing really has changed. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of the some of my other guests are in the same kind of boat being multicultural kids right you know having grown up in different places or right your adult life somewhere else right so there's this theme of like a feeling of belonging that some belonging yeah some have and like, it's such a beautiful thing to be honest you know, like when you have the best of both worlds and, you know, you could go home and have a feeling of belonging. It's just, or you could go, you know, even if you're here, you could also have a feeling of belonging here with your community here. It's just, it's such a beautiful thing to me. Love that so much. Yes. So how, how did your family take your traveling? So it seems like you didn't come from a traveling family. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> you talk about having... Having an African mother and how difficult yes. it Like you were talking about planning a trip for her. Oh, oh. I, I actually <laughs> stopped planning that trip because it's just, it's sometimes. So the problem with a lot of African parents is that a lot of African parents believe in the stereotypes. We, you know, as millennials or, you know, whatever, as young adults, we go into the world to challenge the stereotypes, to experience the stereotypes and know, well, this is not true. Not all Mexicans are this way. Not all Asians are this way. You know, not all Latin Americans are this way, you know. So we go out into the world to experience the stereotypes and to debunk the stereotypes. But our parents don't have the opportunities to do that. So they live their lives believing certain stereotypes. And it's really hard being a traveler. And, oh, I'm going to Mexico. Oh, 
there's a lot of drug cartels there. Would they all die there? Oh, don't do this. Oh, don't do that. I want my daughter to be safe. It's like, oh my God. Like, because you heard something on the news about one part of Mexico doesn't mean everywhere Mexico is like that. And I use Chicago as an example when I talk to my parents. Because you heard news about, oh, you know, people do this all the time. They will hear, like, a news about Chicago. Oh, there was a shooting. Oh, my God, the whole of Chicago is not safe. We're not going. No, there was a shooting in one part of Chicago, not the whole of Chicago, Illinois. Like, tell me one city where <laughs> things like bad things don't happen in one part. Or, you know, I, I, like, I'm, I'm waiting. Just name one city. No, these things happen, but our parents don't understand that. So being a traveler, being someone who goes to, like, all this, you know, all these countries that people deem unsafe, quote unquote unsafe, it, it was a lot. It was a challenge convincing my mom, like, hey, I'm safe, I'm fine, you know, I'm literally fine. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go looking at, looking for trouble. I'm aware of my presence. I'm aware, you know, that I'm different in these new places. So I would act accordingly. <laughs> so it was a challenge. But I mean, after three, it's, I started traveling in 2016. So after three years of me traveling really frequently, she's she's become very accustomed to the fact. And all, like usually when I just travel, I just have to call in and check in. And you know, mom, I'm fine. I'm at this place, everything is fine. <laughs> and then we're good. <laughs> and what about any like friends or family? Like, were they also very concerned about you being out there in the world like that? My, yeah, so my brothers were very concerned. My brothers would say, well, why are you traveling? Just stay at home. No, no, no. Why stay at home and do what? <laughs> they were extremely concerned. But my friends are really supportive, actually. They thought it was such a great thing that I was going out of my comfort zone to see the world and experience the world. And I've actually had some of my friends join me on my travels. Like my best friend, especially, she travels with me a lot. And then I've had some other friends here and there just, you know, join for like one trip so it's been it's been really eye-opening for them as well because when they see me document my travels on instagram they're like oh wow this place looks like this okay maybe for my birthday next year i could try going to this place and it's just been amazing i've just i felt really blessed to be that tool that shows them the part of the world that they would otherwise not have seen how do you manage like traveling with a friend like sometimes <laughs> like uh, have you tried to travel with different friends and like just found <laughs> that one that worked for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so honestly with me being such an independent person um I like to travel by myself I mean I like traveling by myself and with friends but I like traveling by myself especially just because I could say hey Wanda in two weeks I'm going to Hawaii but then in two weeks I could actually go to Vietnam and that's because I'm by myself I don't have to consider anybody else while making this kind of decision but with friends, you have to consider friends while making those decisions. So I've had some friends where, you know, I have a particular friend, my best friend. She's very open. She's just like me. We could go literally anywhere. We could do anything. She's, you know, she's fine. We make a plan before the, the, the next day. Hey, we're doing this, this, this. We're getting up at seven, getting ready. I'm heading out for the day. Cool. Fine. Everybody's up. But then on the flip side, there's other friends who sometimes we just like to sleep in. You know, oh, we're getting up at 7. They wouldn't get up till 10. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, the day is gone at 10 o'clock. And then we don't leave the house till, like, 12. It's like, oh, the day is literally gone. Like, what are you doing? They're like, well, I'm on vacation. I didn't come to vacation to struggle. Like, oh. 
So, <laughs> so you found somebody who has so travel style you. Yeah, exactly. So it's really hard finding that balance sometimes. But hey, what can we do? At the end of the day, I think I'm always very satisfied with the fact that my friends want to experience this part of me. So I don't, I don't fret about it so much. <laughs> if we leave the house at noon, if we leave the hotel at two, okay, that's fine. As long as you're here, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> you do seem like very easygoing. Um, there was a yeah. There was an experience you shared of um, showing your hair uh, under your wig. Yes, like letting letting people touch your wig and then showing them the hair under the wig. Yes, yes. <laughs> so like for black. <laughs> <laughs> because people are so curious like you know you would be surprised and you I just feel like as you know as a black woman I have to we we were, we're forced you know black women we're literally we're everything we're forced we're beautiful we're just we're we're a lot you know it's just so many things about us that is going on and a lot of people especially abroad cannot understand it like, wait, why is her hair so long? Oh, but tomorrow, well, she has no hair. What's going on? Or oh, why is she dressed this way? Or oh, why is this? Okay, well, you know what? I would explain it to you because I'm easygoing and I'm patient and I want you to understand what you don't understand. So, yeah, I've done that before. Where it's like, well, this is a wig and this is my hair. You know, my hair is obviously not this long. I wish I could grow it this long and this straight, but I can't. <laughs> this is what my hair looks like. And, yeah. I just, I don't mind it. I'm just so easygoing. You know, life is too short. So I just, and I treat life like that. <laughs> it's better. You got time. A lot of folks ain't got that time. I know. <laughs> I know. Where, where do you get that patience from? Like, where do you have all this? Uh, honestly, honestly, <laughs> my patience. So I feel like my, my patience is one of my strong suits. And it's also one of my downfalls. Because I'm too patient. And I think I just got it from dealing with a lot. Like, I know in my life, I have a lot of different kind of characters in my life. Like, I have extreme characters. Like, I have people who are, like, calm. I have people who are, like, loud and everywhere. I have people who, you know, don't like to argue. I, love, like, I have people who love to argue. So, like, having to deal with different kinds of people, it just makes you calm and just makes you patient. Because, like, what? <laughs> Sometimes it could be a lot dealing with people. So I've just learned patience from that. A lot of, and also from dating. I've dated different kinds of men, you know. So, oh so that has okay. taught me patience. Okay. So you literally just said, honey, I've dated men. I can do anything in the world. I can't. Can. It's so true. Men are characters. But it's so true that when you've dated some kinds of people, it's just like, oh. Okay. <laughs> you just learn, you know, you just learn some certain behaviors. You learn patience. You learn acceptance and understanding. And yeah, I applied those to my day to day as well. <laughs> just wow. Just absolutely wow. You are so phenomenal. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> those of us who can't, you better work. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also wanted to ask you, like, it seems like with you being open, like you that you do couch surf, but you um, use it to meet people where you yes. go. Is that true? Yes, that's correct. That's really cool. So what have your experiences been like using the couch surfing um, community? Uh, 
So Couchsurfing to me is like a, I see it as like a mini Tinder, but it, it would never be advertised as a mini Tinder. And that's just because a lot of men on Couchsurfing, a lot of men in certain places want to meet women, not just, oh, I just want to be your friend. It's more, more, they, sometimes they want more from the woman. And so from me using Couchsurfing, I've not, I try to stay with somebody on Couchsurfing, but she didn't respond at the last minute. I had to actually book a hotel at the last minute. But I've met, I've met people, I've met women and men on couch surfing. And I say it's a mini Tinder because sometimes I've actually dated people abroad from couch surfing. But it's just, I think to me in general, I like using couch surfing to meet locals because a lot of people are always open to show you a new place. You know, oh, hey, I'm off work. I like blah, blah, blah. Do you want to, you know, walk around? Oh, sure. I'm not doing anything. I'm literally just sitting in my hotel room. So, you know, I've met people who are, I like that. Like, they just want to show you their place. They want to make you explore, like, the local foods, you know, the local neighborhoods. They want to introduce you to their friends, to some of their family. Like, oh, hey, you know, this is it's just a different kind of experience for me so I really thoroughly enjoy using couch surfing when I travel and I'm actually going to uh, Puerto Rico in December and I'm trying to use couch surfing for accommodation for the first time because accommodation in Puerto Rico is expensive and if you travel a lot you know you can't spend all your money on accommodations because then you just go to like one place a year so I'm trying to like use couch surfing to um to stay with people and just get that experience and see how it is. I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited about it because I've never actually done that before. Yeah, so I've used couchsurfing. I can I can definitely share some tips with you, um, like later on. But yeah, okay, it's it's a really that's what I love about it, especially like here in Malaysia. The couchsurfing groups are really active, so they meet once a yes. week. Yes, um, yes, and so you're able to just go see other travelers if you want. But most importantly, like to me, is to meet the other locals that are here. Yes. And just hear their perspective. And they do. They be real, they be real psyched about their their city. <laughs> they want to show you that That's time. true. <laughs> they want to show you everything. <laughs> yeah, actually we had a couch surfing meetup in Bali once and it was for someone's birthday. She was a solo traveler. So then a bunch of like 15 couch surfers just gathered up. We just all gathered up to go to a restaurant and celebrate her birthday. And it was such a nice experience. Like it just made me so happy that, you know, she's so far away from home, but she could still find a community in Bali who's here to help her celebrate her birthday. That made me so happy. Yes. I've seen like going away parties for people who like stay a little bit longer. Like, yeah, they're really sweet. Like a lot of them just understand the nature of travel exactly and they want to help however they can like they're exactly. really, really nice people um there's something else that i wanted to ask you about travel and it was you said and i think this was on your blog or maybe your instagram you said that traveling was more than a hobby for you that it was soul healing yes i wanted you to speak a little bit about that yes traveling it's uh, something that began as a hobby to me um it's it's healing in the sense that i the fact that i'm able to make connections with a lot of people abroad and the fact that you know i'm able 
able to meet people and sometimes even you know even from from the US like sometimes I deal with I wouldn't call I wouldn't call it depression per se because I've not been clinically diagnosed with depression but before I started traveling like I'll have episodes where like nothing literally nothing around me makes sense I'll just like burst out crying for no reason, literally, hysterically. I'm just sitting there and I'm crying. You know, I was like, why are you crying? I don't know. I'm just frustrated about something. But I found a solace, you know, with traveling. And I just found a solace with getting out of my comfort zone and meeting people and making those kind of connections with people. So that was very, very healing for me. And that's what I meant by traveling is healing. You know, it's meeting people. I'm healing from whatever pain it is that I have that I don't even know that I have and then also come you know bringing some of that education and knowledge back to the U.S. and sharing it with my friends and family sharing it with people by blogging about it it's just something healing and therapeutic about it and it's I'm really grateful that I was able to find that avenue just to you know express my uh, my emotions and express my just whatever it is that was bothering me that I couldn't even talk about you know (laughs) And so you've been sharing uh, mostly on Instagram. And then, of course, you have your blog, uh, The Stylist Trotter. But you have been sharing, like, these really gorgeous photos. You don't have, like, really lengthy captions usually. Like, your captions are pretty, pretty small. Um, and then you go more in-depth on your blog. But you've gotten so much engagement from that. It seems like people are really drawn to the things that you share. Yes. Have you yes. been- like meet some of the people that you follow or that follow you like how yes Mm -hmm. i've met a lot of people from instagram while abroad uh usually when i'm in a new place uh, when i put it up on my stories i'll usually get like a message like oh hey i live here too or oh hey i'm visiting here tomorrow i'm gonna be here tomorrow oh yeah i'm here for the whole week and then i've just met people from that and it's it's great. There's people who I've talked to, like, you know, had communications with for like a year, two years, who we've followed each other. But then I'll probably be in their city and they're like, oh, hey, you're in my city. Let's meet up. And I've done that. And I think people people are really drawn to you when you're yourself. I'm like, I'm, the way I am on Instagram, that's how I am in real life. <laughs> so people are drawn to that. You know, it's not like a fakeness going on. I'm not trying to be this person that I'm not. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate when people respond to me in that way. Yeah, I think it's really, really cool because, like, there's just a consistency to what you offer. And I think that'd be harder to do if you weren't being exactly who you are. You know? Exactly. So that's really wonderful and refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. Like Thank you're not, you. <laughs> you're not, it's like you're not marketing right (laughs) no no sometimes it feels like marketing um some people do but you are just like it seems like you're legitimately sharing and that's something that I really felt when I was checking you out uh thank you (laughs) something something else I love too is like looking at your twitter feed like you consistently like retweet other people and you share like your thoughts about things you share the content that you're really interested in I think so it's it's really nice to see like support people be supportive of other people's content and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not even like necessarily content. It's not all business. Like a lot of it is personal. So like you talk personal, about anime. Yes. Yeah, you talk about anime. You talk about trying to figure out TikTok. 
talk about like, I still can't something. figure it out. And <laughs> <laughs> when I when I downloaded the app, I was like, what is this? Like I don't those people dancing and people I don't I don't know. I just logged out of it. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> um you were also talking about like watching pose. Did you find that show? Did you find anything interesting about that show is like pose yeah pose oh my god honestly it's going to bring me to tears when i I talk about pose so i'll try not to i'll try not to you know cry because pose makes me so emotional and i feel emotional because i feel bad so and i the only reason why i feel bad is because from the 90s to now when you think of the time in between i was born in 91 so thinking of 91 to 2019 not a lot of time has passed because i still remember when i was 5 or 6 so it couldn't have been that much time if i could remember it right so it's just so it's just so i guess i just feel really bad with how things were so difficult then Things are still difficult now in the LGBTQ community, but it's nothing compared to what it was in 1991 or in the 80s. And, like, you know, they had to, like, hide. It it was just, I just felt really bad. Like, oh, my God. The things that they had to go through at that time period and with the HIV AIDS, uh, with HIV AIDS, you know, issue, now there's medicine that people could use use who have HIV AIDS that even makes them undetectable but they didn't have that there and so a lot of people a lot of young people a lot of you know mid-aged people were dying from this disease so I just felt really bad like oh my god I just wish we could whatever we had now with the medicine I wish we could have transferred it to that time period you know so I just you know I just feel bad it just I just it brought me to tears honestly I really love the show I love you know the kind of message that they passed across I loved how educational it is. I loved how they highlighted the struggles of the community, but I just felt so bad. Like we don't we don't understand what we have now in this generation. You know, the kind of medical breakthroughs that we have versus what, you know, they were lacking then. So it's just, you know, it's emotional. <laughs> yeah, there are some medical breakthroughs and I think that conversations are evolving. But I also think that things are still tough. No, definitely. Yes, things are still tough. Because like well, those, you know, <clears throat> those medicines aren't always affordable. I think that a lot of times they're super expensive. I don't know the exact amount. I haven't done that research. But um, I just saw an article where two lesbians who were traveling to Saudi Arabia just got like 25 years in prison. Ugh. Definitely. Like, you know, things are still, of course, things are still difficult. Things will always, you know, for for a long time, I think things will still be difficult in that community because people don't understand it. But, you know, but just, you know, just compared to at least, you know, the 80s and the 90s, things were like, oh, my God. It just, I felt so bad. They couldn't even go out in public. And men would, like, you know, beat them up or kill them just because, oh, well, I like this this gay woman, but because I, li- because I like her, because I'm, I-, I want to have sexual relations with her, oh, I shouldn't, but then what would I do? I would kill her. It's like, no, it's just... And then the cops would come and take the side of the straight man. It was just, it was just a lot. To, and I'm pretty sure those still happen now. But just then, it was like a stigma. It was like a disease. You know, now we're more accepting of it. So it was just, it was just so heartbreaking for me just to watch. Uh, I, I think it was just it, a lot. I think it has eased up for sure. But there are still kids killing themselves and and if you look at the trans women that are being murdered 
at alarming rates. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's still an ugly ass issue. Of course, of course. But that, show, but that show was magic. That show was so. This gorgeous. show is magic. I actually paid. It's it's. I actually paid for the second season on Amazon because it's not out on Netflix. I can't wait for Netflix. So I just paid for it and I binged <laughs> watched it all last weekend. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> so it seems like um I read I read that you said you had to learn to speak up for yourself. And I thought yeah. that the two the the show pose and like you learning to speak up for yourself might be like a little link because you saw maybe you saw like people having to be brave in the face of Yes. Adversities <laughs> so, of course. So, so how did you learn to speak up for yourself? What kind of situations did you have to learn to speak up for yourself in? Well, so a lot of times, um, and I'm honestly, I'm still, I'm still learning, but I think I'm better than I was in the past. Like before, you know, someone would say something or do something that I probably didn't agree with. And I just wouldn't say anything because I was just too shy to talk or just too afraid of the kind of reaction I would get. And with that, I noticed that a lot of people would just, um, just you know walk all over you they'll just trample on you people would think yo it's fine she's she's okay with it you know and and i literally had to say to my face like oh oh it's fine victoria will be fine with it it's like no then so i just learned i just had to learn to speak up for myself so people wouldn't take advantage of me like no i'm not fine with that you know I'm i'm not okay with it or if someone does something to me like you know when I was growing up I, I would like in my early 20s I wouldn't be able to confront them I'll be too scared to confront them for confrontation and they would do it again and again and again but now I've learned to say hey you did this the other day you might hate me moving forward that's okay but I just want you to know that I don't like this and this needs to change just so they don't do it again so I've, I've honestly and I'm still learning because there's still instances especially in the workplace like you know someone who who is superior to you would say something, but you don't necessarily agree with it, but I'll be too scared to speak up. So I'm actually still learning in that avenue, like in my uh, my work life to speak up. But in my personal life, I've I've really learned just so people just don't walk all over you. That is so beautiful. Yes, <laughs> that is so important. <laughs> That's something that I feel like our parents really don't give us. You know, they, they give us what they can, but some situations they aren't able to prepare for it and being able to take up that space to tell to you you also talk about boundaries that's something else yes. I really um helping people to respect you you respecting yourself and helping people to respect you yeah and speaking up for yourself is definitely one for of yourself yeah yeah it, it is it all you know it all ties hand in hand absolutely also i like that you are spontaneous so i saw that <laughs> In 2017, Miss Ma'am got a little bit of ink on your wrists. You oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. I have four. One, two. I have four tattoos. The very first one I actually got in 2013, I think. And it was actually after a breakup. And I was so upset and I went to get a tattoo. I really couldn't tell you why I thought getting a tattoo was going to help me heal my breakup, but I got it anyways. So <laughs> I have that one on my uh, on my my chest. And then I got a ta- I got two tattoos in 2017, really spontaneous. I just woke up that day. I was like, oh, hey, like, you know, called my best friend. Hey, I think I want to get a tattoo today. She's like, why? She thought I was joking. So I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to. And I went over to her house to pick her up and she literally thought I was joking. Got in the car. I went to the tattoo parlor. She's like, oh, my God, you're serious. I was like, yep, I am. 
So I got an anchor on my right wrist. An anchor could represent a lot of things, you know, with traveling and um, it could represent like, a, you know, like a boat with traveling the anchor, you anchor it in a place, it could represent that, it could represent what keeps me grounded, you know. So that's so why I got the anchor. I just love the message. And I got a heart just because I have a big heart, you know, <laughs> that I want to share with the world. So I was like, I'm just going to get a heart just because. <laughs> and I have a rosary on my ankle, which is a prayer. It's a prayer bead. Well, my mom saw that one, actually. She goes, can't you pray with your mouth? Why are you getting a rosary? I was like, oh, mom, it's what it represents. <laughs> it's the prayer. So, yeah, that's what the, those are the tattoos I have. Oh, the one on my chest is love, peace, happiness, which is what I embody in life. You know, I'm, I try to be happy. I try to love everyone. I'm at peace with myself. I try to be at peace with people. <laughs> so, that's what that represents. <laughs> I love mothers. Mothers are like the original comedians. <laughs> I know. They're so extra sometimes. <laughs> they say some of the funniest stuff. Those tattoos are gorgeous. I love that. I didn't Thank know about you. the Thank rosary you. and the one on your chest. I just saw. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, the rosary is on my ankle. So that barely shows up. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you mentioned being grounded with the anchor tattoo. I wanted to ask you about your self-care practices. Ah, so my self-care practice is very different from a lot of people's self-care practices. So when you ask people about self-care, they say, oh, you know, maybe exercising or yoga. Mine, because I have such a busy life, like, you know, with work, uh, with balancing friendships, balancing a relationship. And, you know, I'm trying to work on some projects here and there and then traveling. I barely have time to myself. The only time I have to myself is when I sleep. So when I realized that, I was like, no, something needs to change. So my self-care practice is I literally just lock myself up in my room for like a few hours and just turn on anime, which is Japanese cartoons. I just watch it. I'm just by myself with my thoughts, just watching, just watching TV, just watching my Japanese cartoons. And sometimes I'll have ice cream. I just eat ice cream while I'm watching it. But it just gives me so much peace just doing what I genuinely really, really like. And I've been watching anime since 2007. So I genuinely love it. And I just sit there. I just just watch. (laughs) And that just, it just brings me peace. It brings me happiness. And nobody's stressing me out. I'm not thinking of anything. I'm not trying to open my computer to respond to a work email. No, it's just me with my thoughts. So that's, that's my self-care practice. It's very different, I know, from a lot of people, but that's what I do. And it really, it's never failed me. <laughs> do you also find that your solo travels bring you that as well? It gives you time for yourself where you could just enjoy? I do, but sometimes with solo travel, it could get boring. You know, so because it could get boring, you don't want to be in the hotel by yourself for too long so for me especially I just find myself being out for like most of the day just because I'm like why if I go to the room I'm going to be by myself so I'm just out exploring and then by the time I come back I'm tired I just fall asleep (laughs) so I really don't have time to do other things outside of traveling that give me that status you know that um that grounding and you you know, with exploring, you're meeting people, you're communicating with people, you're creating content. It's not like you actually have, it's not like it's you time. It's time for you and, you know, everybody else you're sharing it with. 
So I find that, you know, just honestly, just being in my room at home just gives me that self-care that I need. (laughs) Ma'am, why are you keeping yourself so busy, though? (laughs) So you're literally like anime and ice cream is the only time you spend by yourself, literally? Literally, except when I sleep. Yeah. So in the morning. So right now, um, like today, for example, when we're done talking, well, I have a meeting at seven, but I actually just have to push it actually, just because I need to, I'm just going to rest a little bit and then get up. I'm working from home today. Then I have to go take pictures for Instagram later in the afternoon. And then after that, I have a traditional wedding ceremony for one of my friends. And after so that because it's probably going to end at like 11 and that's that's it my day is gone <laughs> and then sometimes in between I try to like study because I'm trying to go back to um, school for masters so every day I've been making time to also study for my GRE so then I do that in between the day and then I also have to work on you know planning my travels uh, planning blogging also so yeah before you know the day is gone hanging out with friends hanging that with my boyfriend then my mom comes back from work and complains I don't spend time with her I'm like okay well we'll spend time tomorrow and before you know it's like gone poof that's it (laughs) but that's intentional as well it's not like oh this just happened to me like you fill your calendar oh definitely fill your travel definitely no definitely I do I do fill my calendar but I just I like to stay busy I like to stay busy. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like, it makes me feel like, especially when I, I see results with me being busy. So with my connection with people, with my studying for my exams, you know, with the blogging and sharing things with the world, I see results with it. Uh, it just makes me feel purposeful. It just makes me feel happy. Like, it just fills me with joy. So I honestly don't mind filling up my calendar. So sometimes I just, okay, I'm just going to take this time to myself because I've had this time for other people. And I just, I honestly, it, it fills me up. Enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> so so would you say that um, your anime and ice cream, like, is that particularly grounding for you? Is that what you need in order to, like, find your center again? Um, so I think uh, yes and no. Yes, because sometimes when I'm when I'm when I'm with myself and with my thoughts it helps me find my center yes sometimes but no because also communicating with people sharing experiences um I'm a huge communicator so communicating with close friends my family sharing experiences it helps me find my center a lot of times just because I'm able to talk about experiences but like we're able to exchange change like an exchange right when you're talking to people who are close to you oh hey this 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 happened off and I'm like oh this is this happened and then we're just trying to pick from each other's experiences and each other's um like from each other's experiences and that just that keeps me grounded honestly like just being such a huge communicator it really does keep me grounded that much I know (laughs) so I always I always seek seek out you know discommunications with friends and that's why that's why when I, I make time, um, when I'm talking about my day to day, I include my friends in it because it's such a big part of my life. It's such a big part of what keeps me going and also what keeps me grounded at the same time, just because of the insights that they're able to provide and the insight that I'm able to provide for them. It's really, really important to me. 
That sounds like some good friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It took me, honestly, though, it's never, it's not always been like this. It took me years to cultivate the friendships that I have right now because I've had some friends in the past that I've actually had to cut off just because we're not on the same page. And I've had times when I think, I would, to, to me, other people would be like, oh, you have a lot of friends i'm like no i don't because i don't even talk like in the outside it looks like i have a lot of friends when inside i don't have a lot of close friends that was then at least so it was like four years ago so to me it's like it took me this long to cultivate these friendships that i currently have right now and it's just it's just great like it's just such a great support factor to me what what kind of helped you to meet these these friends that you're able to have these kind of connections with Oh, could you repeat that question? It broke up for a little bit. Yeah, sure. I was asking, how did you meet these friends that you were able to have this kind of connection with? So some of them I've met for since I've moved here in 2007 for 12 years. But then we just kind of disconnected over time and then came back. You know, everybody needs time to grow, to realize what it is that we want with life. And then we just came back and became friends. You know, we just became friends eventually later into the future. So I have friends like that. And I have friends that I've met, like maybe, like my best friend, for example, I met her uh, four years ago at my workplace. Well, somebody introduced us and we found out, we realized, well, we got, I got a job at her company and I'm still working there right now. And then we just started, you know, we saw that we had a lot of things in common and we just started spending time together they're trying to get to know each other and we're still best friends still today so so, so for some people you know to answer a question for some people it took get go, going away from each other for that period of time to grow and to cultivate habits and to realize what we wanted out of the friendship and out of life and then we kind of like met i would say we met again because maybe we'd meet at like a party we're like oh my god this is this person and then we just go like it just goes from there just becomes this beautiful beautiful friendship and then there's people who I've met like most recently who I have so many things in common with and it's like oh my god we have so much in common we both like traveling we both like to eat or we you know we're both in the same career path and then we just the friendship just grew from there speaking of travel again um you and eating you like to Mm -hmm. uh new places through the food it's yes. Food and the people. So you meet yes. people where you go and y'all eat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so you're you're currently um, full time based in Chicago, and then you just take trips, however, whenever you can. Yes. Okay. And I wanted to ask you: Do you have any song lyrics or poems that speak to you these days? read poems that much uh I just never got into them maybe you could recommend some to me I just really never got into reading I know I need to change that like like I would read for like for school you know for an exam but not just for myself like I just never got into it and lyrics no I don't have anyone that stands out I like listening to trap music I don't think the lyrics stand out that much (laughs) 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 <laughs> so for now no maybe you might recommend some things so i'm very open to you know reading poems do you read books yeah yeah i'm very open <laughs> to that <laughs> I, I don't know if you have the time miss victoria <laughs> I, 
I could read on the plane on my way somewhere. True. <laughs> okay, so no, so trap music, no lyrics. You know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Can you please, um, can you please tell the people how they can support your work? Where do you want them to connect with you? Is there any specific piece of material you want them to get at? Yeah, definitely. So I want people to follow me on Instagram. Um, I think it's really important for creators, especially when you're putting so much work into something that people actually see your work and people actually appreciate your work. So I want them to follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm working on a project right now. And I'm going to announce it in the next coming months on my Instagram. So when that does come out, you know, I want people to reshare it, to talk about it, to create buzz around, you know, just resharing on their stories. Those little things create buzz around something. And yeah, I just, I would just really, really appreciate that Instagram support. Twitter, I love Twitter. I use Twitter. I just started using Twitter, honestly, like three months ago. Oh, not three months, three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. But Instagram is what I think people should support me at. And my Instagram is victoria.alao. Okay. And whenever that content does come out, are you going to announce it on Instagram or do you want yes, to your blog? Yes, I will announce it on Instagram. Okay. Definitely. Okay. We'll put a link to your Instagram and a link to your Twitter and a link to your blog. Yay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Miss Victoria. Making time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love talking to you. I, I didn't think I would be this open and expressive, honestly. But I'm actually I'm surprised. I'm surprised at myself. You brought it out of me. Like I was very um I I I like that I was able to express myself to you. And I really hope your listeners are able to get you know, get my passion through the pod, through the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess you didn't know who you was dealing with. You thought <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> no, but like uh, I, I connected with you first on Twitter, and um, yeah, I was just like, she's really dope. I would love to speak with her, and like your personality <laughs> you. through. So I know that they will Thank see you as clearly here on this podcast. <laughs> So, Thank you. All you ladies, go check for Victoria. She's out here Yay. doing sports work. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you have yourself a gorgeous day, man. Thank you so much. I'm going to lay back down and just <laughs> yes for for like and just move my call and just lay down till like nine o'clock. <laughs> Thank you. Have a blessed day. <laughs> Take good care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.